Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Carell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dream, Declare, Deliver. My name is Chris Garrell, and along with Candace Sogren, I have uh, written a book called, uh, we have written a book called Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through. And Dream, Declare, Deliver is a podcast about living a life by design. Um, I have the great fortune today of having a good friend of mine, Sarah Bernson, um, with me to, to discuss a topic. Um, Sarah is a licensed marriage and family counselor, works with, uh, with children and families. Um, and, um, just a, you know, a trainer, a coach, um, just all the kinds of things that I like to be and do too. And, and just one of my, my dear friends. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you for joining us, um, and me. And um, today we wanted to talk a little bit about defenses and defensiveness and defenselessness, you know, um, kind of that whole package of goodies that sometimes gets in the way of, of our dream, declare, deliver. Um, and um, and is there for a reason, I guess, you know, so so like I, I think maybe um, I'd like to start by saying, how do we differentiate between a defense and maybe a boundary, you know, um, I, I kind of have different views of those, but they're both there to sort of protect, aren't they? Yes. That's what comes up is they're both protection defenses mm-hmm. and boundaries. I feel like boundaries maybe are something we set up in advance. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 I get that. That's a great idea. And maybe defenses are something that pop up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of go along with that. I think, you know, my boundaries are things that I've established that say, this is who I am and I'm unwilling to compromise on, you know, so you can get me, I'm, I'm pretty mutable. I kind of roll with the punches pretty easily, but there are certain things that I'm just not going to, I'm not going to compromise or I'm not going to sell out on because they're my, they're my standards, you know, my, my standards for excellence for me. And, and I call that a boundary, you know, whereas my defensiveness, I think I, I, I align with what you were saying is, you know, my defenses are things that, you know, kind of pop up in the moment and are, are coming from somewhere else. Some need to protect something, I think. Yeah. And as you say that, and as you were speaking, Chris, what came up for me is that a boundary is, is kind of a safety limit that you set for yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, a, mm. you know, like this is where I, after this point, I don't function at my highest or whatever it may be. And um, defenses kind of are, are not necessarily from a safe space. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, they protect us. Um, but they, but, but they come from triggers. Yeah. Right. Well, they come from the ego, don't they? Yeah. I mean, in classical psychology, you know, we even call them ego defenses. They're not just defenses, they're ego defenses. Uh, and so, you know, that name kind of connotes to me that it's something that the ego wants to, you know, uh, protect in its, in its little self-righteous, you know, belief about itself um (laughs) i gotta look good right 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 um 
Yeah. So, so, you know, how do we discover, I mean, I've, I've worked a lot with this in, in, in my life and, you know, trying to uncover, discover and flesh out my defenses to see, you know, what's legit and what's not. How do, how do I, I mean, I just do it through reflection and, and things, but what advice might we give people to, to get started on that whole thing? Cause I think, the first step in dealing with our defenses is knowing that we have them. Right. Well, you know, for me, it means like being aware of when you are defensive. So like Mm -hmm. when you feel defensive and then what happened Mm -hmm. and then why, like how come you, so it's like, you know, becoming aware (laughs) at the trigger point. Well, and before the trigger point is really, you know, like, uh, when you said, you know, like experiencing that, you know, when you first feel defensive, you know, the feeling that I get is kind of a stiffening, you know, mm-hmm. when I, when I feel myself reacting in that kind of stiffening or bristling kind of way, uh, I'm pretty certain that's coming from a defense position. And, and so that's where I, that, you know, that's my flag to, to start saying, whoa, stop. What's, what's going on here? What am I? defended against and and i think there's all kinds of different reasons why the defense would would pop up and there are tons of different ways that we act on our defenses right yes something that came up for me when you said that chris is that for me when somebody hit something about me that i haven't yet discovered myself mm-hmm. accurate but not necessarily pleasant is when my defense is really the, like, ooh. Like, mm. I hadn't seen that yet. Oh, you just saw something about me I didn't know. Ouch. Ooh. You know? Well, how, that, uh, brilliant. Uh, what happens there? It's, what you, well, what do you do? I think, you know, I think it's twofold. Like, you're, I feel very exposed and vulnerable in that moment mm-hmm. because, oh. And then my internal judgment of that comes out. You know, what I judge that to mean is how I respond to it may not be what somebody else is saying, but how mm. I respond. Well, and, and what I judge it to mean about me, you know, it's like you saw something in me that I didn't see. And all of a sudden I feel exposed. Excuse me. Um, all of a sudden I feel exposed. And, and there's a part of me that just doesn't want to go there because I haven't investigated that. And this is a public conversation, right? So I, I, yeah, I can, I can feel myself stiffening already to that, you know, Um, but you know, there's, I think those kinds of kinds of defensive reactions maybe are like the healthy ones that we, you know, that are there, you know, to, I guess, you know, soften the blow or maybe protect us, you know, until we do the work and, and find that out. Um, so that's one kind of defensiveness that that pops up is, you know, just the recoil of, yes. of, of you know, like what what are you saying? And it, and it stings too much to be untrue. You know, um, the more it, the more it stings or the more it smarts, the more I'm recognizing that that's hmm, that's something hmm. that's probably true. And I haven't looked at. Because it's like, ooh, it's like an arrow to the chest. It's like, pull that one out. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> right. right. Um, yes. I once had the great pleasure of, of talking with um, uh, 
Native American uh, medicine man or a shaman by the name of uh, Medicine Sun Bear. And, and he said about that, he said, there are some times when the medicine man does not take the arrow out. Mm. He said, because, you know, you know that pulling it out would cause more damage, more bleeding. And you have to let the, the body heal around it and expel that um, that arrow or whatever it is, the wound. Um, and it takes more time. I thought that was brilliant. And, and um you know, this kind of just triggered in my head when you said that is like, there's, there's something that I get to heal first before I can pull that arrow out. Wow. That's so important. What you just said, Chris, about the healing, because so many times our responses to things, especially our defensive responses mm-hmm. are signs of trauma. <laughs> it's not our natural behavior or our natural response. Mm-hmm. And it's, Fairness, hey, there's something there I get to heal. You're right, right. Of like, ooh, there's something there. Yeah, yeah definitely. So let's Not go a- to the other side, though, you know, <laughs> to the to the <laughs> rationalization, the denial. You know, there are, there are defenses that we have, defense mechanisms, I guess I would call them, that we use when um, when the ego wants to protect its sacred little self. You know, and and I call it the little self. It's not like the true self, it, you know, because the the self that the ego makes up is a little a little um, idol, a little you know image, uh, and not really reflective of the true soul and the true being of who you are. Um, so those other kinds of defense mechanisms um, that that show up um, really uh, are you know, places where we get to go, I guess. Or places we go before we accept, mm-hmm. right? And the places mm-hmm. we travel on the journey before we, we mm-hmm. find what. Yeah. Say more would... about that. Do you have an experience with that? Well, I, I, in my, you know, studies in my work, in my own personal experience, what I find is like what we initially deny you know, we're not necessarily ready to receive yet. Mm-hmm. And it takes some time to unpack it. And then, like, there's usually an epiphany that hits and it's like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's what happened. Is that that's what you mean by the why? You know, the why of the defense? Yeah, because sometimes, like, you, you have to get to the root of it mm-hmm. to, to heal it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't just put stuff on top of it, you know, cause then it's going to keep popping up every once in a while when you hit that right, spot. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I do that a lot is, you know, like try to mask it over and, and put things on top of it to make it look good. Um, you know, because I really haven't done the work. I haven't, I haven't, um, um, wh- whether it's healing or, you know, I have a, you know, a, puffed up illogical belief about myself or, or whatever it is that's, you know, um, you know, I, I can give you an example. I, I, I have been doing men's work for years and years and years. And I've always been on a men's team and my men know me intimately. They know, you know, they know my skeletons and everything. And one day, one of the guys, you know, this is quite some time ago, but one of the, one of the guys said to me, you know, why are you always achieving? Why do you always have to have 
so many, you know, results, you know, you did this, you did that, you ran for America and you did, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like you're always, you're always more invested in, um, in what you did and what your accomplishments are. When are you going to stop? And, and I didn't realize it, until that point that my doing this was also a defense to cover up, you know, a deep seated, I'm not enough. You know, um, you know, somewhere, somewhere in all of us, we have that little voice inside of us say that, you know, you're not really enough. You know, you're not smart enough, bright enough, fast enough, big enough, you know, experienced enough, whatever. Uh, you're not enough for whatever the challenge is. And so, you know, so there's that defense mechanism that I had that was, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> you know? And I would, I would, you know, add another bullet point to my resume, as it were, you know. Yes. Um, but, but that was, it was getting at the why, you know, that, that my friend was saying that, you know, why do you have to do that? You're enough. We accept right. you. <laughs> so when right. your friend got to that with you, did that mm. shift your need to be such a doer and to accomplish all those things? Or did something settle in you with that understanding? It, it, it was both. It, it, it was a settling in, but there, there was a shift that started a process of letting go of accomplishment, you know, letting go of more importantly, letting go of reminding people of my accomplishments. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't have to remind anybody of my accomplishments. That's not necessary. That's really a, 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 a cover-up mechanism for the vulnerability of not feeling like I'm enough. So if I do work on those two things, if I work on I am enough, you know, that takes part of that why away. But if I work on not attaching myself to my results, you know, yeah, right. It's the attachment that I had that was really making it feel like defensiveness uh, to him. We used to call him Yoda because he was, he was just so wise and always just had those zingers. Yeah. Well, the zingers are, are great because they help you explore without mm without caution, without like that protective zone, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really look, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to see. <laughs> right. Well, and, it, and it, it helps a lot when somebody exposes a defense mechanism of yours and that somebody is, is a person that you're intimate with or that you're, you know, you know, deeply bonded to, um, uh, go ahead. You're going to say something. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime you choose to do the work, Mm-hmm. And do the exploring on your own. You're going to have a different result than when somebody puts it in your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because you are looking and you're open. Mm-hmm. And that presents a different possibility. Well, and even the way that's presented in a in a intimate relationship or, a, you know, a, a, a connection, you know, with a person that you... you that I, I call them intimate relationships, you know, that when, you know, when the guys know me better than I know myself... When they know the back of my head because I can't see it, you know, I I consider that a level of intimacy, you know, and 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 they have permission yes. already because of the nature of our relationship. They have permission to, just as as Sarah does, my wife uh, has permission to say, 
yo, baby, <laughs> you know, what's up with that? You know, and, and call it to my attention um, or just, or just hold the mirror up to me. Yes. I, I would say that those are the priceless connections that we have in our life. The people mm-hmm. do that with or allow that um, experience to flow in our lives. I, mm. I recently was on vacation with a friend that I've known for 27 years wow. and I, I stayed with her for a few days and I was sharing with her some personal stuff about a relationship. And she said, that's you doing that again. You're protecting yourself and not taking risks. And she said something and immediately I felt my whole like, mm. yep. And, and I was like, ah, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so great that you know me so well. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like a, a shift in the second, like, I felt it. But then I was like, oh, it's so refreshing that you know me and that you can say that to me. Because so many yeah. people yeah. say, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I missed a little bit of what you said in the last sentence, you know. Can you say that again? So many people what? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That opportunity, I don't know, but like, yeah, I just, I I think what I, what I saw in your lips was, you know, so many people don't do that. Um, you know, they, they, yeah, I said in regards to her telling me, giving Mm -hmm. me so many people don't give you the honest feedback of what happened. Yeah. And that initial reaction is what I was talking about in, in feeling myself stiffen, you know, um, that, that would be my initial reaction when, you know, when Bill or one of the, one of the guys or Sarah, you know, um, calls me or Candace, you know, one time we were writing, working on Typhoon Honey and, and, um, and, and Candace was sharing something because her, her real function in the book was to, to bring anecdotes and stories, you know, of, of people we've worked with and she was sharing something. And then I, responded to her um i thought i was responding to her and she said you didn't even hear what i said did you you know you were waiting for your turn to talk and <laughs> and not I, I i she said i felt you disengage about halfway through what i was saying and you know like i don't want to admit that i'm a good listener i'm a i'm a counselor a you know a psychologist i'm you know i'm 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 I'm, you know (laughs) that doesn't fit with my self-concept first reaction no oh yeah (laughs) you know this was candace you know saying it to me and 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 um and she not only has the permission but she has the insight of knowing me that well to say i could feel the shift in you when you started thinking of something halfway through what I was saying and you disengaged energetically. And I go like, wow, I do that. Don't I, you know, so that second, you know, the first blush stiffening and the second, you know, second reaction of thank you. Thank you so much for like having the courage and the, and the relationship enough to, to call me on my defenses. You know, that, that is a defense mechanism also, you know, rationalizing, you know, making intellectualizing and stuff like that, because what we were talking about was something very intimate. Yeah. Yes. As you started going through the stages, you just started talking about different types of defenses. Mm-hmm. I, 
kind of thought about like when when somebody tells you something about yourself and you're like you throw it back at them. I don't do that. You do yeah. that. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Don't project onto me. <laughs> don't project on. No. Right. That's your shit, not mine. Right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, there are whole kinds of all different kinds of uh, of defense mechanisms that we talked about in Typhoon Honey. Um, things like rationalizing, um, uh, sublimating, which is a way of of like putting your energy into something else so that you don't have to deal with the thing that's really causing you discomfort. Um, you know, denial, of course, is one of the big ones. You know, like that's not me. No, 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 you got the wrong person. Right? That's most. Or your or your your projecting onto me that's a denial mechanism like the ego just doesn't want to admit that about me not the ego my ego doesn't want to admit that about me if you see it you got it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and you know that's a great point because if you see it in other people what you find Seeing yourself, seeing and being sensitive to in other people's defense mechanisms or defensiveness is usually the thing that you know best for yourself. The 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 thing that you do. Let me speak personally. It's the thing that I do when I see it in somebody else. uh, The first thing I have to say to myself is, "How am I doing that?" Because if I'm able to recognize that it's something that's known to me, you know, and therefore I must also be party to that. Now that's powerful awareness, and that's the step that most people don't get to, Chris. They mm. just in the work. That's not like they're not looking to find that. That's powerful. Well, and yeah, it is because everything that we do, feel, see, experience comes first through the filter, you know, up here, you know, and and if that filter is is my own, it includes my own defenses, you know, it's going to be able to recognize that. So I have to take all feedback and all situations and first strip out what is me in there, you know, and what's, what's the other. Um, and, and that's the hard part, I think, in dealing with defenses is really like, oh, that's, that's mine too. That, you know, like that, that's kind of the uncomfortable place of, of recognition. Yeah, I've been using that more as a tool for myself lately in situations when in relationship with other people, mm-hmm. something makes me uncomfortable about another person. I try to figure out what, how I'm What's, doing that. Yeah, yeah. How Why I'm, is it uncomfortable? Or, yeah. Or causing it or what, or it is me, but it mm-hmm. always comes back to me. <laughs> mm. Well, it does. And and then that's not egotistical or egocentric to, to, to port it back to you. It's really doing the hard work of self introspection. Um, and, and, you know, working with defenses is, is, is that introspective thing. Now, one of the things we talked about before we haven't gotten to was if we take away a defense mechanism, you know, and know what the why is behind it. What do we get to replace it with? Yeah, that's really because it's there for a purpose. You know, there, there's like an important role that the defense plays. And what's your experience with that? Well, you, you, you that's where the healing comes in, right? So, mm. like, you find what what that defense is caused by. Like, when you remove that, you mm-hmm. have to 
you have to replace it with some other thing that you're telling yourself, whatever the, the lack of that you were telling yourself, you now get to replace it with you are like, you know, you are enough. You yeah, are so like an affirmation might work there. All the things, whatever specifically hits you or fits mm. for you, because they're going to be different. But, you know, what you were talking about earlier about not being enough and having all those accolades to put to your name so that you could be enough. You know, it would it would be just telling yourself, I'm enough. I am, I am enough. I am enough, you know, and just like all the things that, you know, make you so amazing, mm-hmm. um, without all the accolades. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason for the why, like, if you understand like, wow, you know, when I was younger, X, Y, and Z happened, like, then you can kind of fill in the blanks as to why you feel something that really isn't true to who you are now. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, can I kind remember. of go of that past and, ex- right. you know, you know, and, and in that situation, I traced it back to, uh, believe it or not, a high school guidance counselor who told me point blank, you will never amount to anything. Oh, a guidance counselor. A guidance counselor in high school said, you will never amount to, you're lazy and you will never amount to anything. And, wow. and that has been a driver in my life, you know, and, you know, for accomplishment after accomplishment. And, um, you know, and I, I just want to go back to something you said, you know, that, that when I do something or my defense is around the, I'm not enough saying I am enough is not for me. It's not about my accomplishments. It's not, I am enough because, um, of all of the great things I've done. It's, it's, I am enough period. Like there is a sense of of self-worth that I have just because I'm alive and just because I'm here and just because I'm in relationship with you, you know, that is enough. Yes. To be alive and aware is enough, you know, and and I don't have to do anything to prove that. I don't have to, you know, accolades to my name. I don't have to have a resume to show that. It's just a belief in myself that I'm enough. What an exhale that is. Yeah, it's a be, it's a way of being. Yeah. Other things other than affirmations, what else can we do to fill that hole or that that structure of 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 a defense that, you know, was there to protect something while we healed it, you know, so Well, it's it's the affirmations are important, but it's also reminding yourself, you know, that you're doing the work and that you're healing. Mhm. You know, it's, it's not just telling yourself the affirmations of I'm enough. It's, mm-hmm. it's acknowledging your work. It's acknowledging mm-hmm. the process. Great point. Yeah. So when we talk about dream, declare, deliver, you know, what we're really talking about is a process that, you know, that is ongoing, recycling all the time, you know, um, you know, redeclaring and, and delivering on the, on the declaration so that we, you know, then we're saying to ourselves, yeah, I am enough. I'm able to do this. You know, I, you know, and it's not about the result. It's just really about, I can take the next step forward. I'm okay. Safe here. Yeah. And you just triggered a word for me in saying all of that, Chris, what came to me was trust, Mm. trusting yourself, really having that space to, to know when something feels like it's yours trusting when something doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's great. 
you know, and I think trusting myself allows me to trust others. Ah, it's so true. <laughs> you know, and the distrust of others is often a reflection of the distrust of myself, you know, kind of works backwards too. And that's, that's another big source of defenses that, that I don't trust myself to do things, you know. How could I trust anybody else to do that? You know, so I get all these defended, you know, walls around myself to, you know, to protect that lack of trust. And it comes from my lack of trust in myself. Wow, that's brilliant. Great stuff. Ah. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today and in in this conversation there's so much more we could unpack from this but it's just really <laughs> it's 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 a great thing to you know to noodle around and, and stuff and and add to the conversations of you know how do we actually live into a life by design you know and allow ourselves the grace of of being able to do that so thank you sarah brinson i look forward to seeing you soon and um and uh, join us next time on Dream Declare Deliver, where we'll talk about another fun topic. Thanks. Thanks.